Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> I watched that show Wilderness on Amazon. Oh, Ricky Je- Baker. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jenna Coleman. And uh-huh. uh, the the guy who plays. Uh, oh, Emil Hirsch, where he goes and finds the bus. In the, it's in the, it's like out in the open. No, but I remember people used to tell me to read that fucking book. And I'd be like, he died. Like, they would be like, yeah, I just uh, thinking about going and just like hopping trains, man. And I'm like, well, you know, that kid fucking died, right? Check it out. Like that doesn't seem like a good idea. The bus was really there, right? I, they had to move the bus because people were getting hurt, and I think people got killed trying to go find the bus where that happened. So they picked it up with a helicopter and moved it. They were eating fucking berries and shit that they shouldn't have eaten. Yeah. Yep. Diarrhea. No, that's what. That's how it goes. Like people hear about it, they want to do it. People get hurt trying to do it, and now they're just like, "Yep, we're bringing a chopper in." There goes the bus. Should have just pushed it into the river, as far as I'm fucking concerned. Some guy died in it. Well, it's they did a landmark. In Alaska. Not, he didn't accomplish anything. He was a hobo. He <laughs> <laughs> could have gone home at any time. Uh, well, Alaska, I think it's 4th of July every year. They do this thing where they drive cars off a cliff. It's like a dirt, big ass dirt cliff. It looks dirt. I don't know. I, I want to call it a mountain, but it, I mean, it looks like a really big dirt, dirt cliff. Um, no, they do this thing where they like set the pedal and they launch vehicles off this thing. But everybody gathers at the bottom to watch them come flying over the edge. And I was looking at the last time I, I, I watched a video. Last time I saw it come up, I was like, oh, well, there's a big there's like a body of water that they've made like a pond in between where they crash and the people. But I'm like, what about that one crazy guy that gets a little more speed out of it than he's supposed to? Everybody's just at the bottom of that hill. That's how Daryl lost his eye. It's just, I don't get me wrong. If I was up there, I'd probably be like, I want to go see the cars go off the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. We're never going to get shit all the fucking way here. <laughs> what else are we going to do today? Get up at five in the morning. It's fucking daylight all the time. <laughs> but you can't sleep with the windows open. Anyway, I watched this show, Wilderness. <laughs> it w- It had a voiceover I didn't like. Oh, oh. This is about a girl. She finds out her husband's cheating on her, and then they go on this vacation. And it's weird because they're both British, and they live in the United States. It's two British actors, and they're in the United States. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's, like, thinking of killing him the whole time they're on vacation. Like, they're at the Grand Canyon. She's like, I could just push him. And then she ends up, like, fucking pushing him. But it's not him. So the story is compelling. Is it a series or a movie? Yeah, it's a it's like a six episode miniseries. It okay. was based on a book. It would have been pretty good if it didn't have a stupid voiceover. Mm. Like it didn't need the voiceover, and it cheapened it. You know how I am about that. Maybe it wouldn't bother somebody else. It bothered me. It had a pretty cool, good ending. Took a little while longer than I needed it to to get there, but in general, like there was a lot to enjoy about it. And uh, it was mediocre mm. at the same time. 
And it's is it a Prime original? It's a Prime original series. Okay. Jenna Coleman and uh, I forget the guy's name, but he was in Haunting a Hill House. He played Luke, the younger brother, all grown up. Well, yeah, if it was that second guy in the credits, I think he might be the next uh, Gyllenhaal McGuire. Yeah, a little bit. He has that. He's British, though. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, at a glance, he has that look. It's confusing to see like a story about two British people that lived in New York City. Whatever. But, you know, unlikable people. <laughs> but they were both like gorgeous so you kept watching there you go and i'm sure it looked pretty <sighs> it was all right fucking voiceover man um i'll tell you the last voiceover that turned me off real quick do you remember john travolta made a movie called Gotti that everybody was like what the fuck was yeah. that?" yeah did you ever watch that might have been good without a voiceover i also agree so i started it and just him doing the voiceover i was like this isn't good fellas <laughs> done yeah. bitch you know i was like nope didn't even give it the 20 fucking there's minutes. ways to do that good where it's like edward norton did it good he's speaking directly to you it's all unrelated to what you're seeing for mm-hmm. the most part it's either exactly what you're seeing or it's like wandering thoughts mm. and that's when voiceover works really well or it's somebody telling a story like verbal in usual suspects so there's ways to do it right but if it's just I'm talking to you because I didn't know how to adapt this book any other way other than to put this fucking voiceover in there. That's cheap. Mm. It's terrible. Yeah. I, I, I feel you on that. What'd you watch? Regular stuff? Regular stuff. I watched another Chernobyl documentary. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. How many have you watched now? Do you have a list? All of them. All of them. I mean, I've seen the documentaries, the many things, the... So, like, Chernobyl Cafe, something like that. Babushkas of Chernobyl. Babushkas of Chernobyl. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, they're real? I think so. Um, there's, uh, what else? You know, Chernobyl Diaries. You're going to get so it. You're going to be buying, like, bootlegs of documentaries made in Russia <laughs> well, about Chernobyl. After I watched I want to see the Russian point of view. <laughs> I'd seen Chernobyl once or twice because, you know, I've seen it, like, six or seven times through now. But on HBO, there's one Chernobyl Tapes. So it's the Russian propaganda from when it really happened. Like, because they were trying to document it to be like, yeah, look, everything's cool. But it turned out it was just documenting, like, what the fuck happened. That got on HBO after the series. So it's funny that she said that. But, yeah, I mean, and then, yeah, sci-fi horror, Chernobyl Diaries. I'll watch that. The handheld goodness. And then other ones. Oh, I watched the one about the sarcophagus on PBS. They built a, sar- a sarcophagus that will last 100 years to help protect from the radiation. You know. Weird thing I noticed Mm -hmm. when I was watching scary movies. (laughs) Because I watched Scary Movie 3. I think I couldn't find 4. 4 is not on HBO. Mm. I think that's what it was. Or maybe 4 is and 5 isn't. I can't remember. They do stuff like that on But yeah, I watched 3 at some point. And uh, I looked up who wrote it. And it was Craig Mazin. Creator of Chernobyl and The Last of Us. Really? Yes. He wrote that one. I think he may have directed that's random how random is that that's it's like a- so random dude no no he wrote for david zucker directed it okay but then goes on to do chernobyl and what else did you say he also wrote superhero movie he wrote the screenplay for identity thief with jason bateman and, and uh, melissa mccarthy yes uh he wrote the hangover three the huntsman i'd never really looked at his imdb but i was like what the fuck that's that's quite but so it's weird you, you're talking about right chernobyl there. for the 900th time like yeah. triggered that like oh yeah i learned that the <laughs> other day 
Well, yeah, I mean, kind of well, surprised they didn't text you immediately. He wrote "Senseless" with Marlon Wayans and fucking David Spade. So he's definitely in with the Wayans brothers too, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. His um, first screenplay was Rocket Man with Harlan Williams. Rocket Man. I always think Blank Man. Jesus. I I was more of a Blank Man guy. That's <laughs> nothing to do with Rocket Man. <laughs> but I'm. <laughs> it's completely different. But Blank Man. <laughs> anyway. It's, yeah, you watched another Chernobyl documentary. Okay, and what I'll, else you watch? <laughs> uh, Land of the Lost, man. I had to get some oh, Will Ferrell. Yeah, and Danny McBride. I never even finished Eastbound and Down. I've got a bad. I've got trouble with you getting got, about uh, two episodes a in. Danny McBride problem. No, he's cool, man. I want him to take his shirt off, but I don't want him to take his pants <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> damn you, Shaka! <laughs> That's like. I, what blew my mind about Land of the Lost was who's got the credit for Shaka. Did Danny McBride write Land of the Lost? Oh, well, I mean, that would be interesting if I could spell Lost right now. Wee! Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Nope. 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 No, he did not. But uh, it was great. But look at Shaka. Look. Look at the credit, dude. See who that is? No. Who? You might have caught him in a movie called Pop Star. but before this watch i never knew that and i was like wait how the fuck and i'm like i'm like is he in the is he in costume like or does he just because i was like is he just voicing or is that because if you watch (laughs) that the positions he gets in i'm like is he really crawling around and hunching over on shit i bet it's him i'm like that's fucking commitment yeah. That's fucking commitment. Fucking Matt Lauer was in it. Oh, it's a big part of the movie. Matt Lauer being he's in a it. raper, isn't he? Yeah, he had or a. He's bu- like a door rapist. People right? say he had a button on the <laughs> desk, man. People say he had a button on the desk. Anyway, allegedly, um, alleged door rapist Matt Lauer <laughs> is in Land of the Lost. <laughs> but I mean, at the time, it, he was very, you know, it was relevant before. So it does have a special place with me. Anyway, what'd you check out? I watched the Meg too. What'd you think? It was a it was a bunch of movies I've seen. Hey, strung together. Good thing he's got a deviated <laughs> septum that they talked about ten minutes prior, huh? Yeah. Hey, how how fortunate is it that he what has is with a- the relationship with this little girl? Like, how does it progress to this where he's like a, the father, but her his her uncle is around too? <laughs> I'm so confused about the relationships that they have on this fucking submerged base. <laughs> but how about the fact that once he- again they didn't get the fucking windows right in this fucking base? But the deviated septum. <laughs> And then, like, half the movie is the movie underwater, and then the other half of it is, like, I don't even know, part of Jurassic World? How about the comic relief, though? Like, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Don't get me wrong. It's a great, it's a great horrible it's a movie. Wonderful garbage fire. Oh, and I planned it, and I planned it, and I planned it, and I went to see that in the theater. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. On the serious side, I watched Reptile. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Did you like it? Dude, it was really good. I'm halfway. I'm right at the halfway mark. I wasn't even going to bring it up, but I'm into it. I'm like, ooh, where's it going? When I started watching it, I was like, I bet Justin Timberlake's really good in this. Mm -hmm. And I was like so carried away by Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, always. He fucking kills it. Always. 
Well, and I mean, we have that excess baggage reunion. Reunion. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. It's been a while, guys. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, good stuff, though, man. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm like, where's it going to go? I'm at the where's it going to go because it's halfway. So. Oh, you oh, right. You haven't finished it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's going to go I, I, somewhere. Somewhere. It better. I uh, I tried watching it while I was uh, trying to sneak in a lunch at work today. And I was like, don't get into this here. So I don't do that. It's a heavy duty movie. Yeah. I did it for about 10 minutes while I scarfed a, like my sub and then I was done. I liked it a lot, though. It uh, I liked it in the way I like nocturnal animals. Made me feel a little dirty. <laughs> maybe won't watch it again. Okay. But maybe would. I, I hold it in high esteem. Anything else or? Man, no. I, uh, oh, I watched Dead Ringers. Been watching Dead Ringers on Amazon. What's it's the remake of the David Cronenberg movie with uh, Jeremy Irons. Isn't the Cronenberg movie? But it's uh, <laughs> Rachel Wise. I thought Jeremy London. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy London wasn't in anything. <laughs> After a point. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rachel Wise. Rachel Vise. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. That one. That's a series, she not plays a movie? Twins. Yeah. I thought it was a movie. It's a series. It's uh, gross. Is it? Dude, babies is gross. Oh, yeah. Nasty. Sticky. I did not realize it was a series. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's going to get nuts. We watched Wilderness and then went on to that. So Ricky Baker. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's Wilder people. Yeah. <laughs> you think the Pope doesn't shit in the woods? They went and moved the bus. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, what we're getting into the the Thanksgiving spirit? Yeah. You know, it's the thing that people want to skip. The meal we have before we kill each other. People want to skip it. It's in between Halloween and Christmas. So I mean, it's great for the great for the grub. But there aren't a lot of thanksgiving movies that i can think of in fact when we watched this movie kelly thought i was talking about pilgrim the horror movie don't know if i ever saw that well we meant to watch it on thanksgiving several <laughs> years ago it was on hulu it probably still is uh-huh and then we didn't and i was talking about it and for some reason kelly thought that that's what we were watching mm -hmm. and so when it started she was thrown off that it was dutch yeah Dutch, which truly is a Thanksgiving movie. It was my favorite Thanksgiving movie when I was a kid. I didn't watch planes, trains, and automobiles Same. as often as everybody mm -hmm. else did. This was more often in this. As I watched it, I knew this entire movie. The song at the end, I knew the words to the song in the credits. That, I'm not going to sing weird. it. <laughs> really? I didn't know Make that. this one a little better. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah but anyway. I, um, I watched this movie a lot. My mom loved this fucking movie. This movie was amazing. This movie was great. The nudie cards? Yeah, yeah. The nudie cards. And the song that plays when those moments happen. <laughs> uh, was that not like, that was like a touch of the 80s and the 90s, huh? Well, I mean, there's a reason for that. We'll get to it. It's been a while since I fucking watched this movie. I thought I had shown it to Kelly when we were first dating, but apparently she told me I no. couldn't find it then. I thought I'd seen it maybe... 15 years ago or something but i feel like maybe it was it was the end you know towards the end of my childhood the last time i saw it really 
Yeah, but the thing was, when it was on HBO, I watched this shit every time it was on. Yeah, I loved this movie. It was weird reading about this movie after I watched it. This movie seems like it's such a big part of my childhood. There's very little trivia or information about it because it wasn't a popular movie. Yeah, try a little more, harder than before. Maybe we can make it better. <laughs> but i'm telling you man that's what i'm saying like when the credits came on i was like i was like oh yeah oh, 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 oh. you know like i was like oh yeah dude this is the shit it's one of those fucking like i had a soda and some fucking doritos on the bed this was one of How those are you movies not Ten thousand pounds every time like soda and doritos you, if i added up all the fucking doritos you ate as, As a, a kid, child, dude, Doritos yeah. and Pop Tarts, Ding Dongs, soda. Why are your hands still orange? Processed cheese squares <laughs> with the little the little plastic, you know, craft singles, dude. That was the diet. What did I even eat? Oh, is that my gra goulash? <laughs> goulash. Yeah, we said goulash I all the time. That was just some shit that like Eastern European grandmothers threw all the leftovers together. Do you not remember my, the story? Half my stories are like my grandpa was like, "Boy, you ain't got enough German in you." <laughs> Fucking yeah, dude. Sorry, I didn't eat the fat on the steak. Anyway, yeah, goulash. It was, it's a thing. I know. Yeah, <laughs> had a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's just like scrapple. It's just a bunch of shit somebody put together. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like uh, yeah, what you had. It's what you had. It's all you had. Not a pot to piss in. <laughs> no pot to piss in. This shit. Oh man, I've, what did I do? There we go. Hitting buttons. So yeah, um, Dutch. Bonum, 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 bonum. Dutch is streaming on HBO right now. We are actually recording this a little early because we were afraid that it would fucking disappear again. Because you can't find it anywhere for years. It's not. We've talked about it, and so we look for it, and it never pops up on any streaming service. It was it wasn't even for rent on Amazon, right? Last year we thought about buying the DVD, and they were thirty dollars. That was the other. Thing. That's right. So, so scarce. Yeah, there's something. There's a secret in this movie, but it's back, and it's Mad HBO. Mm -hmm. While attending a party with his girlfriend Natalie, Dutch duly meets Natalie's snobby ex-husband Reed. Shooter. Fucking his. Do his dad is Shooter McGavin. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> Reed tells Natalie that he will have to break his Thanksgiving plans with their son Doyle. And I mean, it's, he's obviously a repeat offender, right? Like, this isn't the first time he's canceled plans with his son. I mean, that mustache is flaky. I don't know, man. <laughs> he looked pretty fucking snobby proper. <laughs> proper snob. Seeing an opportunity to become closer with, uh, to Natalie by bonding with her son. Dutch offers to pick the kid up from his private school in Georgia and drive him back to Chicago for the holiday. Road trips are never, they're, they're good in theory. They never pan out the way you expect it. And that's how you know it's the 80s, early 90s, because some strange man can just go pick your kid up from a private <laughs> school in another state. Yeah. Was it John Leary? And he walks right into the dorm. Yeah, there was definitely not like anybody at the front desk or metal detectors or surveillance cameras. Yeah. Even at this like high dollar school. Um, but Dutch finds out quickly Doyle is a snobby pain in the ass just like his father, solely blaming his mother for the divorce, and the kid refuses to go by <laughs> assaulting him in a variety of ways. 
<laughs> in the end, Dutch hog ties Doyle, throws him in the car, and the two embark on a journey of mishaps and screwing with one another that will ultimately bond them together and change Doyle's worldview. He really wakes up there towards the end, right? Yeah. It's a real coming-of-age moment. He's just never seen the world. It's planes, trains, and automobiles with a father-figure-son twist. And it was written by fucking John Hughes, who wrote Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I did not know this was a John Hughes joint. I didn't until just now. Yeah, like the whole, every all those times. And back then, I'm not even sure if I knew John Hughes, what he did. But um, yeah, I saw that. I was like, of course. It that makes falls into the place. fucking music make sense. <laughs> There's some weird science going on there. And I was like, that little twinkle and... Uh, yeah, how about Dutch's music selection? <laughs> I liked it. Uh, some of it was like Do- uh, John Candy, you know, uh, Uncle Buck. Apparently they thought about casting John Candy in this movie. Really? They couldn't have him driving more. I know that was random as fuck, but think about it. Planes, trains, and automobiles, they <laughs> yeah, switch off. Yeah, too close. Even in Uncle Buck, he's got that shitty car, so him driving is like always emphasized, I feel like, in that one. Yeah. We really, really wanted to do this movie last year, but it was nowhere to be found. It was directed by Peter Feynman and stars Ed O'Neill as Dutch Dooley, Ethan Embry, at the time credited as Ethan Randall, yes, as Doyle Standish, Joe Beth Williams as Natalie Standish, Joe Beth Williams, Joe Beth Williams, so pretty, from Texas, and drags her up the wall. She's in her underwear. Poltergeist? In Poltergeist. Yeah. I don't like to talk about parts of that movie because some of that shit freaks me the fuck out. Yeah, that was a good moment in my childhood. When she went up the wall in her underwear. Those 80s undies? I think that informed a lot of what I'm attracted to to this very day. Joe Beth? Joe Beth, yeah. Wasn't she wearing like one of those like crop top shirts in that movie at one point too? Like the jersey yeah. style cloth one? Like almost like a baseball tee crop? Yeah, when she's like cracking up smoking that joint in the bedroom. Do they smoke a joint yeah, in Poltergeist? Yeah, they smoke a joint in Poltergeist. No. Yeah, because I brought it into school on the last day because we were going to watch movies for the last day of school, and it's rated PG. And that was the <laughs> rule, was that it needed to be rated PG. So I brought that in, and they're fucking, it's like five minutes into the movie, they smoke a fucking joint. My teacher was like, nope. <laughs> I don't remember That's that. How I lo- and I never even knew anything was happening. I was just like, they're smoking. Carolyn. All parents smoke. Carolyn. <laughs> no, Joe Beth, though. Man. And uh, yeah, looking her up in this one. Yeah, from Texas. Cool. Always cool. And Shout out. Christopher McDonald, Shooter McGavin. Shooter Reed Standish. McGavin. Also, the dad in SLC Punk. I'll see you in the parking lot. <laughs> uh, it's Mr. Gilmore's jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Dutch was poorly received by critics and the box office, and according to Ed O'Neill, John Hughes had talked him up about future projects and then never spoke to him again when the movie bombed. It has a 17% tomato meter score to this day. Really? But the movie has a total cult following. All of its other scores on everything were about where they ought to be. Did it really bomb? 6.5 on IMDb, I believe. Yeah, 6.5 IMDb. Did it really bomb in theaters? It fucking bombed. That's why most people haven't seen this movie. Okay, so I know I've talked about it for other movies, but this is one that had like epic uh, promo on HBO. You're one of the only people I've ever like talked to and was like, yeah, I watched that over and over again when I was a kid. It was some weird thing. We uh, we talked about it in high school. Like, yeah, Dutch is Dutch. so good. Yeah. And I remember there was a room full of people who were like, "We don't, I have 
no idea what that is. See, that's and that was it, in like '99 or something. But since then, people generally know what Dutch, like what movie I'm talking about. Do they really? Now, yeah, I, because uh, you know I brought this up the with streaming people rounds. Maybe it was one of those like first ones on Netflix or something. Like when Netflix- I feel like I watched it at some point in the last ten to fifteen years. See, I thought I had ten, fifteen, but then watching it, I was like, man, it's been a long time, but very familiar. Like everything, man. It was a warm, happy place. I love planes, trains, and automobiles. I've seen it a bunch of times now, mm-hmm. but this was the most realistic depiction of like a family to me. Even though it was like rich people, I was like, oh, this is like this kid bonding with us, his future stepdad. Yeah, what is it with these big ass houses in Chicago? That uh, fucking he, John Hughes, man. Just stuck on big-ass houses in Chicago. Yep. Was John Hughes like an affluent Chicago kid? Seems like it. We'll it does have to kinda check that like out that. one day. He was like, that's just a normal-sized house. Kevin McAllister. Yeah, well, all that funny shit. Like, what did Kevin McAllister's dad do, dude? He's out there slanging. You know what I mean? Like, Probably washing money for the mob or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, Irish mafia. Dude, and taking everybody to France? Lives in that house, takes like the whole fa- like immediate family to France. He has a shitload of kids too. Yeah, there, I'm sure. Wasn't just a- Buzz and Kevin, right? Some sisters, right? I'm sure. Yeah, I've never really broken. I've it never down. sorted the McAllisters. Because what's out. the head count on kids? 16, 17? 16 or seventeen is the number. Ooh, that's some trivial shit right there. I honestly feel like it's sixteen or seventeen, but still, that's sixteen to seventeen tickets, not counting the four adults. No wonder he. Got a lovely cheese pizza just for him. Yeah, what's it? was Biff 17, or do you think Biff was an adult? I bet Biff was 17. Was it Biff? No, not Biff. Buzz. Biff is Buzz. Biff is... Biff is the bad Back guy. to the Back future. To the future. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Biff and Buzz, man. I'm sorry. Only so many names. <laughs> I, I tried. Um, no, but... Uh, so, yeah, Ethan Randall. I swore at one point, the last time I saw this... I was so proud that I knew that it said Randall that I swore I saw Ethan Embry in the credits and I was convinced that they had changed it. And I was like, you can't do that. But uh, he is my celebrity doppelganger that I've gotten the most in life. Yeah, maybe still a little bit, too. Uh, He's just really he's you guys have a similar hairline. It's when we make a certain face too, like the I don't get it as much now because you can tell he's eating healthier than I am. You see, he's got the slender face. If I had the slender face, that'd be, that'd well, be I'd be close to that. He's fucking ripped. Have you like seen? I mean, are you finding topless photos? I uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm on Mr. Skin, dude. You know, I mean, he's got the hair and sometimes wears t-shirts, <laughs> so it makes perfect fucking sense. <laughs> Cheetah. <laughs> nah, man, Ethan Embry is my dude. I like everything that he's been in. Was he in Sweet Home Alabama? For fuck's sake, I think he was like the friend, right? Anyway, maybe not that. But <laughs> he he was in a he was in The Walking Dead for what an episode, but he played an asshole or just somebody who was panicky. I think it was just somebody who was panicky. Yeah, yeah. He, he was only like a one up, but it was I was like, yeah, it's Rex Manning Day. <laughs> <laughs> I love in the opening with that party where he gets locked out and he goes in through the fucking <laughs> the office and. Hey, did you appreciate how like leaves from one of the plants was on his coat outside and inside? Yeah, I like that. I'm like, good continuity, guys. Bad continuity later in the movie. One that caught my eye. One of the just really standout continuity thing. Fucking Reed Standish. Mo Lester. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, he, like, fucking ran his finger up that lady's spine. Hey. And she was like, 
only kind of uh-huh. into it when she turned around and saw it. Like, there was a little bit of like, what the fuck? Yeah, nah, man. Hey, look at that stash. That's po- that's OG porn stash. And Doyle, what a fucking asshole. I don't think I remembered how much of an asshole he was. Yeah, like what? You're only here because your parents are employees. We fucking like blamed his mom for the divorce. Yeah, little He's such shit. a little shit about dude. It. W- yeah, when he gets off the phone and kicks the fucking janitor's trash can. Oh, little fuck, dude. The janitor was just mind his fucking business, swept up, had a full trash can. That little fucker kicks it. Now that you mentioned it, they did really drive home that he was shitty to just like, a little poor people shit. you yeah. know like to, above to working class people yeah even at his age already just like a snobby as fuck just way above them and yet he was being bullied at school yeah all the other kids thought he was a dick too mm-hmm. all the other prep school kids in georgia <laughs> what the fuck how many uh private schools are in georgia isn't it funny though how it didn't really look like Georgia? School. It looked more like the Northeast. It was like snowing, and it was Thanksgiving. Not <laughs> in fucking Georgia. Even the trees John on Hughes campus. John never been to Georgia. Apparently. No, no. Um, I was like wrong setting, man. Like I feel like I'm watching with honors. Nobody's been to Georgia. It's fine. I did love that he kidnapped him though. Straight up hog tied to a hockey stick. That was the cover of the movie I remembered. Really I've seen small other in the center covers, or kind of movie. small in yeah. the center. Yes, like it was just hit, like the cutout of him. That was the cover, him. wasn't it? Yeah, because it was Back a smaller. Because I feel like it wasn't. Was it blown up or were they smaller? Am I making that up? Damn, I know what you're talking about though. I, it was sort of a a look who's talking kind of thing, but I like the, uh, you know the. <laughs> The T is him with his arms out. There you go. I forgot we were doing radio. I think yeah, I was like, <laughs> somebody got crucified in this motherfucker. I don't remember that part of him being Aww. a little dick. The fireworks scene. That is like one of the bigger scenes of my childhood. Mm-hmm. I remember being like, that guy's f- so fun. Yeah. This little fucking turd. Yeah. He's still trying to act like he doesn't care. And they show that. But it's like, yeah, dude g- goes out of his way. You're in Tennessee. True story. Yeah, they sell fireworks all the time. Yeah, I like he's like. We're just going to go down the road away. And he said it right there. He really is trying. And I mean, this is like his girlfriend's son that he's never met. You can tell he's like, he's a nice guy, but he's like rough around the edges. But he's willing to put it out there and like spoil this kid on a road trip back to see his mom for Thanksgiving. I feel like he really gets across that he loves the mom. He does. Yeah. Like Ed O'Neill really is a very sincere man. It's weird to think of him and married with children. Well, again, this because is one I, of those things. That like, doesn't wh- even feel like him to me. Like, Dutch is like... But at the time when this came out, it did make me excited that that was the guy from Married with Children. Yeah, and it was right there. Like, the same in the way... the middle of it. When I saw him in Wayne's World. It's <laughs> 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 like, fuck yeah. It's one of those things that get y'all hyped. Uh, but yeah, the the deck of cards, that was one for me. And the music is right there with it. And his fucking, just some of the lines he said. I don't care if you live, die, or grow mushrooms in your crack. <laughs> He's old school. And this is, it's one of those movies. Uh, and his, what kind of car was that? It's I a Lincoln Town know. car. Was it Was it a Lincoln Town car? It was car? a Lincoln I Town car. I thought so. Which is a, like but a luxury. did he say it was a Ford? Did he? I mean, it's Ford Lincoln Mercury. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you, I. But it, I mean, I couldn't remember if Lincoln was attached. I remember it was Ford Mercury. Always remember Postman. His name is Ford Lincoln Mercury. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's 
Got to associate. This is American as apple pie. Mm-hmm. But not apples. They came from the Dutch yeah. Continental Exchange. Shakespeare. Will Patton. Shakespeare. <laughs> when he said, I he, just listened to an audiobook with Will Patton. <laughs> he read the whole thing. It's I, I know the postman probably too well, but when he like realizes he's like, Shakespeare. And he gives that Will Patton look off, that look away. I have a fair weather wife. <laughs> he saw the Mothman. <laughs> anyway um yeah but yeah he was he was like an old school kind of guy but he was trying to instill those lessons in into little uh doyle but yeah he, he makes him walk yeah when he's finally fucking over my it. mom would have done to me yeah in fact i think my mom did do it to me a couple times where i, think, I like got out of the car and she was like fine fuck yeah you, you were close enough but far <laughs> yeah. enough to where it was gonna it was gonna like, prove you a were point. gonna really fucking regret doing that i feel like it happened to me or maybe i was late getting picked up at the mall or something and just she fucking left so it's like nope walk home yeah that's the those are the lessons you learned in the 80s and early 90s and early 90s yeah Mm-hmm. In the late 80s, early 90s, your parent would just make you walk, even if you were eight. We lived in East Austin. I could go blocks away and be away for hours. Oh, we lived in the middle of fucking nowhere in West Virginia, so it was just like... Oh. You know. I mean, there was a chance of crackheads, prostitutes, and dead bodies in the creeks that we were walking down. Uh, I think, like, at worst, maybe a mountain lion. Most likely, a box turtle. Yeah, people wish. I love when they go to the diner and it's all... People fucking smoking cigarettes. So in there. greasy and grimy. The fucking menu won't even come apart. Things were things were dirty then. They were not like they are now. That's why you got to watch that movie Totally Killer on mm. Amazon Prime. Mm. They they do some eighties jokes where it's like they're smoking in the car with kids. <laughs> like the car is just like full of smoke, <laughs> dropping kids off at school. Who out there has a McDonald's <laughs> ashtray? Who still has a McDonald's ashtray? Um, I mean, he's smoking a cigar in the car. like He does crack the window. Yeah. He does crack the window. I was trying to pay attention, and I was trying to figure out how the lighter got worked into it. It's weird because it was like after he put it back, wasn't it? Yeah. Normally in movies. hot, though. Yeah. In horror movies, scary movies, it's like, oh, they wait for it to pop, and then they're like, yeah, in Man, the, the lighter when you were a kid, did you ever see it was white and think it wasn't hot? No, I always knew it was hot. Did you touch it? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I had like a circle on my finger for like years. Okay, look, you touch. I stuck a key in a light socket. Oh, no, I was afraid of that. No, I did that at two. Yeah. I lived through that. I burnt myself many times. Electrocuted myself only once. <laughs> I almost died on, I choked on an onion ring and stuck a key in a light socket at two. Made it through both. Who gave you an onion ring when you were two? Pretty sure it was mom. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was we were visiting her mom at the coast, which would probably have been the only time I ever saw her in life, and that's when it happened, from the best of my recollection, what they told me. Did you pull it out? No, man, but it's weird, because being that, like, I can vaguely remember it happening, because it was like, couldn't breathe. So your first experience in life was, well, yeah, cause I, I remember couldn't so- breathe, and then my mom was pulling the onion ring out of well, my Well, it's throat. weird as shit. I know, I, from everything established, I know I was too, but I remember things from that house. Fucking onion ring. And the key in the light socket, though. But maybe that's why uh, a, little, a little twitchy. <laughs> <laughs> After he fucks his car up? Yeah. Also, when did he get out of that car? It's driven me crazy since I was a kid. When did he get out? Yeah. 
I'm thinking there's a spot where it cuts to him running from the little room, the ho- the motel room to the road, and I feel like there may have been more cross traffic, or he was still getting out the door, right in there. That truck driver. I wasn't expecting that actor. Nah, he was one of those guys who was in a lot back then. Uh, I couldn't tell you anything off it. Biker guy, probably a biker in a lot of things. Mickey Jones. Was he a biker in like everything? Tons. He's Burley Minor in Total Recall. That's his number one acting credit on IMDb. Mm. Burley Minor, trucker in Starman. (gasps) Until later in his career where he's like Gunther and Rucker and Hank and Willie. (laughs) (laughs) It's an evolution. It truly is. Yeah, but he's one of those guys that you're like, ah, that's that guy. Yeah, biker, trucker. Yeah, he's got that wispy beard. So that's my other continuity one. Truck's coming. It's got that big ass like grill guard on a, like a semi truck. Smashes the car. It gets fucked up. The bumper and headlight on the right side are clearly fucked. Like next scene, it's just fine coming back down the road. I actually think I read that in Goofs or whatever on IMDb. Because mm. I was so starved for. I usually don't look at that stuff mm-hmm. when I'm researching, but I was like, there's nothing about this movie. <laughs> There's no like interviews with people in it about it or anything. Well, you know, in movies you always talk about the car, re- the headrests or the rearview mirror being removed. Those are real common. I swear, though, if I ever met Ed O'Neill in real life, that would be the first thing out of my mouth. Was I would be like, Dutch was like a huge part of my fucking childhood, man. How did he get out of the car? How did he get out of the fucking car? <laughs> uh. If it wasn't for your daddy boy. But yeah, so then they continue the journey. More turmoil. Is this where the homebound hookers come into play? Somewhere after that? Yeah, and one of them was Dottie from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Pee-wee. Never connected to that. Never until this time. Until this time. Yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, did she like lick and suck on his finger to get it wet? And then it came. And I was like, yeah, she did. Okay, and check this out. As a kid, I thought the other chick was like super hot, right? I was like, yeah, she's cute. Because that was like nice. Down the shirt, and you're a kid, you know? Yeah, and I mean, what? She had that like little peach fuzz on the titties in the glare. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It was just like, damn. But in this movie, is she meant to be like a young hooker? Because she's like, she's away from home. The way like she's getting close to Lil Doyle. And how old is he? 12? Is he 12 in this movie? Yeah, but I don't think she was going to give Doyle the business. What is what does Dutch talk to him about like it happened? What is he talking about later? Remember when he's like... Do you think they cut something out? Or Like he gives him a hand ski and he just ignores it? (laughs) But what... Like it stepped over a John Hughes line? Well, okay, so she's supposed to be a call girl who dances sometimes. (laughs) 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 What is she... Only from the top up, sweetie, <laughs> or something like that. Don't worry. I've got a little brother. I'm just a titty hooker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, once she starts talking, I'm like, wait, is this supposed to be like a young hooker? And it made me feel weird. It's like, what the fuck? Because then when they're talking, she just seems so. But it is funny when she's like, well, I... once she finds out the blonde one robbed him, I was just starting to feel respectable. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight hooker talk. I love when they take the bus and he loses his fucking shoes. Yeah, that was like a thing in the 90s where everyone was like, steal your shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do people still steal people's shoes? Well, hey, did you notice this? So those shoes, they were like some sort of wingtips, right? Or something little even older. The ones they give them? Yeah. Did you notice the homeless man had the same had shoes? Had the exact same shoes. What the fuck? Was that just a 
prop department joke or something? Or I was, was going like, to ask you, did you find anything? I didn't I find anything find on that. anything about it, but I think it was just to convey that, like, that was yeah, the level. motherfucker, now you're with this hobo shower guy. So that would be a really good... And he was taking a hobo shower at the same time. He was. So, just never realized that before? But is that was that our message? I feel like that, that was not an accident. That they had the same shoes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, first catch on that one, I feel like. Did not feel like that was familiar. No. It's right there in front of your face. And I liked when, when they're trying to get a ride and he's making him do the sad faces. <laughs> that really was. <laughs> you want to, back to the car. Did you notice the little sticker in the passenger window? Together we can save lives. And it was the buckle clicking. That was in all those cars then. Everything. It was on like every PPG glass window. Yeah, I saw that, that sticker and I, I like went back to being a kid and looking out the window and seeing it because it was just right there. I was like, damn, man. Early 90s. <laughs> I like how that's the thing you figured out. Of all things, on. yeah. This little, yeah. <laughs> Together we can save lives sticker. Did you notice who the lady was in the homeless shelter? Did you recognize her? The, black the mom? Lady? Who? It's Rose from Lost. Is that? Yeah, Rose and Bernard. Well, I feel like she was in a lot, though. She's been in a lot of random things. Yeah. So, I For mean, sure, yeah, like, this she is was... like, she's pretty young in this. Mm. But yeah, I was like, fucking Rose from Lost. <laughs> I did not put that together. That's awesome. My husband Bernard's in the back of the plane. He just got a job with Dooley Construction. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. Uh yeah, and you know, I didn't have a ton of notes on this. I was enjoying watching it, you know, remembering as I went along the song and the credits again, must say. I got hyped when I heard it. But I really liked how much the characters change. Because Dutch doesn't really change. Mm-hmm. He does almost give up, though. I feel like he does. Like he, he's finally defeated. Yeah. And I think what he wanted to do at the start was impress his girlfriend. Of course. Because Joe Beth Williams. That's a catch right mm-hmm. there. She's got that big hair. She, the big chill. Were there shoulder pads in that movie? I'm sure there were. Uh, <laughs> That's like 81, 82. But yeah, I mean, there were shoulder pads in Jaws the Revenge. Vintage Goldblum, though. <laughs> That's the good Goldblum hair. Got some fingers on him, doesn't he? Yes, yeah, so and they'll touch you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what kind of fabric is that? Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> he, he comes down to earth Doyle There's a nice You know what I also thought was crazy Was this movie is two hours long For that time period Do you think that's why the movie bombed That extra 15 minutes Like People were like those too long <laughs> well, Is 1991 a two hour movie Yeah do you think 90 or the Hour 45 is more common Do you feel like it was more of a 90 time I think hour and a half hour, or hour 45, 45 was like the top Mm-hmm. You know, a long that was a longer movie. If it wasn't going to be like two VHS tape set, you know what's a two VHS? Titanic, Wyatt Earp, Magnolia, V. What was V? The Stand. <laughs> 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 I'm just thinking of ones that I had. I bet Gangs of New York was a two taper. It probably was. That was like right at the end of VHS. Yeah. You know, I saw a clip of Pete Davidson on a show. Pete Davidson talked about how, like, during COVID, I think it was, he was, like, realized, like, oh, this was the year they stopped making VHS tapes. 
So he just started fucking buying up all the sealed VHS tapes he could because he's like, I figure one day they're going to be like vinyl. <laughs> he's probably right. And if you have the sealed copy and they started showing clips of how, and it was like packages just stacked up inside his place, dude, of like VHS he'd ordered from people because they were still sealed. Crazy. Mm-hmm. He's probably right, though. My thought was... Does, it, will does, it still deteriorate if, even if it's wrapped? Well, here's the thing, though. Working at Hollywood Video, you could reseal VHS. Yeah. You could reseal VHS. Like, I learned that because, like, there was a little thing there from when they used to do it. Oh, you mean when you shrink wrap it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked at a video store where we kept the boxes out with the styrofoam inside them. And then we pulled them from the back. Oh. So... We had a shrink wrapper, so it was like this intense, it would burn your fucking hand Scary. hair dryer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked just like a hair dryer, but it, it would burn your fucking head if you tried to dry your hair. So Set your head on fire, man. You know, I hope he's got somebody who verifies. But cool. It's the thought that counts. It makes me like him a little more. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, if you got the money to blow on VHS like that, like that's something cool to pick up on. I wish I would have saved one or two sealed. Yeah, because he's younger than us, so... Mm. That's even more respectable to me. Like I said, I've got my Starship Troopers and my Jurassic Parker on a bookshelf in my room, like in my office, because I just I'm not going to let them out of my sight ever again. I have Batman Returns from when it came out. I need to get my American Psycho VHS. I need to find that. Oh God, did I lose that? If I lose that, I'm going to cry. Yeah, I kept a few around. I have the Max, the HBO Max, the collected, the whole thing. What? The cartoon. Oh. Gotcha. Oh, sorry, MTV. MTV. Wait. Max. Superhero, homeless man. Hair sometimes. Mr. Gone. No, I was thinking about something else, and then you were, and I was like, no. No, the Max. Heathcliff? No, the Max. Remember the girl cat? Eh. (laughs) 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 But then the fucking dad shows up at the end. I, I had forgot the last beat of this movie. Oh, the, the I remembered the punch where he bops him in the head. You forgot the lean over? You no, did? No, 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 not that. Like, I forgot that they get home and he gives the guy a job, the homeless man. You didn't remember that? No, I didn't remember, like, ah. the, the whole homecoming part of it. Yes. And so, it like, it came back to me as I was watching it, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, right, I forgot, like. Oh, yeah, no, from the second they got to the shelter, that's when it really kicked in for me. They and really I like, oversold that fucking house, too. It had a horse, uh-huh. like, running around in front of it. Well, because I even remember the scene, because I was like, there's going to be a point where they drive by something under construction, and you see the scale of business he runs. Yeah. And sure enough, it was like that in commercial-sized structure that was, like, doyle, uh, duly construction. Yeah. Um, I I was thinking about that from the beginning of the movie because yeah, like plenty of money the whole time. Yeah, that's the thing is like yeah he acts like he's like a, this modest dude who runs like this construction company. Turns out it's like probably a construction empire. The fucking Dutch he he like he loved the mom so much that he basically became a homeless man with a child. Yeah, there was a lot of pride involved, of course. He was gonna call the mom at one point though and give up. Right there, and th- at the that's gap. when the kid like kicks in and is mm-hmm. like. Oh, no, cares. we can do it, you yeah. know. And I like that at the end of it, he was like, "I'm never going to be his dad. I'm just his friend." Yeah, you know, that's, that's your what, job. That's what stepdads should do. But they jump in as dad. But if they tried to be your friend, you'd have less fucked up people in the world. <laughs> to be yes. perfectly honest, like stepdads have fucked up some people. And the whole point, Dutch is a good man. Yeah, good, good guy. man. Little goofy. Be all right to have him as a stepdad. What's he wrong with Goofy? Let you walk off being a fucking 
baby about anything. Oh, yeah, nah. This dude would definitely not allow you to be a little bitch about anything. It's a good Thanksgiving movie, man. It is. And, like, you you know, I haven't even looked into what other Thanksgiving movies are Thanksgiving movies. But this is truly a Thanksgiving movie. It's not like we cover Thanksgiving on the way to the Christmas finale. You know what I mean? Or, like, it starts at Thanksgiving and you get to Christmas and that's the end of the movie with whatever drama's been happening. Because maybe mo- that's the one thing John Hughes really captured is Thanksgiving is mostly just getting there. Like that episode of King of the Hill where they get stuck in the airport with the turkey. <laughs> I don't remember that one offhand. He's just so fucking worried about the turkey. <laughs> I think the bomb squad blows it up Mm-mm. on the runway. <laughs> uh, such a good show. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad we finally found this one. I'm telling you, we've talked about it since we started this, I feel like. So if you haven't seen Dutch, you probably aren't this far into the episode, but... Well, yeah, and about this time of year, we're about a year and a half into doing this now. Yeah. Yep. Almost a year and a half, I'd say. Maybe even more than that. I feel like it was April. Over. Yeah, it was like April or May, mm. I think. Yeah, you're probably right. Shooter fucking McGavin. But here we are. It's Christmas time now. <laughs> we got to move on to Christmas time. Going to watch Silent Night again? No, we're going to watch <laughs> We're going to watch some things. Uh, we're a little far back in time. We just wanted to make sure that we would get this done. So I don't exactly know what the next movie is. But we know that how we're going to end when we get to Christmas. Die Hard versus Home Alone. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay! A lovely cheese pizza just for me, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> you filthy animal. <laughs> thanks everyone for joining us for the last video store clerks podcast be sure to leave a rating and subscribe you can find us on twitter at last clerks instagram at the last video store clerks and you can find scott at dispatches from the pit.com